good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagita, all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting honest Native news, stories, and events from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Hey, we're here with State Representative Heather Keeler of Minnesota, and uh, I did stop myself from saying, Senator, you were watching. (laughs) I was like, just wishful thinking, and then you don't have to campaign as much, uh, but uh, you're in here and it's great to see you and uh, you have a couple fun events coming up and uh, it's just uh, great to have you on here and I want to also say a big peeny geeky too when I am on vacation when you come in and host a show that's really awesome and I really appreciate that. Yeah it's always fun to take over sometimes (laughs) and bring my guests on and kind of talk about some of the things we're able to do in the work and allyship really was the big key component of that conversation. So it's always nice that you trust me with the mic and the show, for sure. Well, you are one of the best guests, and uh, we don't have you on a lot because you kind of make me look bad. So, <laughs> you know, I'm still the king of ums, and yeah, Haley's laughing too, going, he's not lying. Um, but you are a great guest, and uh, uh, we have a good time. And the information and, the you know, listening to the shows that you're on, it's just like, Wow. Um, you're awesome. And I, you know, someday you'll have a podcast and we can promote that here. And, uh, and it'll be exciting because you have a lot to say and, uh, you know, with your community, our community, and also what you do for the state of Minnesota and all over Turtle Island. Yeah, it's crazy. We were just talking about, it's been four years of this like radio relationship and, I've really fallen in love with the radio and how it communicates back to our communities and how it's, you know, we're very storytelling type people by nature. And so um, I've really found a fond um, liking for radio. That's for sure. You you do great. And uh, I can't wait until uh, we did uh, years ago when you first ran, we did a show called together with heather yeah i tried that <laughs> i realized quickly how much work it takes out you know to put a one-hour show together to get guests and to get things organized and make sure they show up and that my calendar didn't you know get away from me and right. so that was really fun um it kind of launched my whole idea of maybe doing a podcast uh, you know at some point and mm-hmm. really highlighting not only the work that i do but you know i i run in really amazing networks and yeah. We have a lot of people that are breaking glass ceilings, and um, we talk about how hard that is, but how important it is for the next generation to really see us and know the work that we're doing. You know, I I really am excited about this uh, coming up election uh, for you and also uh, the national one coming up, because I got to remind my Gen Zers like uh, Haley here is that we outnumber them. We just have to engage our voters, our base. And register new voters. And those are the two things that are going to put us over the top again. Mm -hmm. And one of the things when it comes to voting that I think is good to remind Minnesotans is is we did the Restore the Vote Act, which means individuals who are incarcerated now have the ability to register to vote, which I've always fought for that. I mean, we have I've had relatives that have been incarcerated that I don't necessarily believe that that's a reason why they can't engage in democracy. And so um, making sure that Everybody registers and understands that their voice is value and um, that it's even though it's just one, it's crazy because I grew up in a world that my dad was like, well, we're just one vote. You know, do Mm. I really need to show up? Mm. And the more that I get engaged, some of these races, Robert, are like 10 or 15 votes are the spread Uh or, you know, the margin of win. And so it really reminds you that in some of these local votes and some of these even my election, you know, Mm. it comes down to just a couple votes. And so you and your friends and your network really do matter. And it does make a difference when you show up. Well, we've hijacked you. We only were going to have you on for one segment. We're <laughs> going to have you on for two. But Heather, I'm wondering if you could, uh, one of the main reasons why you're here, why don't we, we want to bring that up a bunch of times in the next two segments. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? Sure. So 
one of the things that I have to remind everybody is as a House representative, we're in election cycle every two years. So it feels like we're always mm-hmm. campaigning, um, which means it costs a lot of money because, you know, campaigning is more than just the lit that we put out. It's to help offset, you know, the costs so that we can do events mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, we have the phones to make the phone calls and all this different stuff. And so this is kind of the time of year that we know who's retiring. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to Jamie Becker Finn, who's yeah. the chair of Judiciary. Um, she's actually announced her retirement and she was huge for me as a mentor and a relative really in this work. But, um, what then also happens is those of us who are running again, really announce our reelection and then we get to have parties, um, (laughs) to, you know, gain volunteers, but mostly it's to do fundraising, um, because we raise tens of thousands of dollars for these campaigns. Um, and it's really important to get our message out. So I'm having actually tomorrow is my first re-election campaign party back in Moorhead because I serve District 4A, which is Moorhead. Um, but also knowing the work I do is border to border um, Minnesota. And so we're launching mm-hmm. next Friday. Um, the second is when I'm having my city's re-election yeah. launch over at Makwa Coffee, which is Jamie Becker Finn's coffee shop. Yeah, I've been there and uh, we'll try and uh, maybe get uh, Haley over there or Heather as uh, a reporter during the during the uh, show, and then I'll jump over in, in my, uh, you know, my war pony and get over there in the Roseville suburb there. I vote for really fun. Over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be a cool show. Maybe we'll have to do that. Yeah. I think we should. I think it's not a think. I think we have to do it because then it's nice, too. You can talk to other legislators mm-hmm. similar to what we did when I had the show is that. You know, it's been really amazing to have native legislators at the table. But one of the things we've been able to do is educate and build relationships with our other members to prove that, you know, allyship is really a big part of how we get things done. Um, I can't carry all the native bills. Leash can't. Jamie Becker Finn can't. Um, And so in the House, we've really done a good job at making sure taking care of our tribal nations and urban Indian communities is really a far spread effort across the entire caucus. Wow. You're really good on the radio, huh, Haley? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I've been telling you this for every time she comes on. (laughs) She's going to replace me. What the heck? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And and it it is all about relationships and everything is. And uh, we have our allies and, you know, we have our allies listening to us all over Turtle Island now. I mean, we're on civic media all over Wisconsin. We're on 18 stations there. And, of course, the Twin Cities here. And then, you know, uh, Facebook Live, we get, you know, five, six thousand people sometimes watching us on Facebook and YouTube. So we have our allies that are really interested in um, what you're doing and what uh, uh, us as natives are thinking. And also people all over the country are looking at us too. And you know this, and we talk about that a lot here, of uh, the successes that you guys have had this last session. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it goes back to education for me. I talk a lot about my time as an Indian education liaison and my other hat with my business, Two Feathers Consulting, is that, you know, there's been so much hate in the world towards us. We look at systematic oppression, the way this government has tried to dissolve us. And I really, truly believe that we eliminate hate through the opportunity to educate. And so what we've been able to do with the legislature and to get some significant things done is not only be in a trifecta with a party that really believes in supporting our tribal nations, having three of us in the House, one in the Senate, but also taking the time to do more than just write bills. Like we really sit behind the scenes and deeply educate our colleagues so that they understand because you and I both know the K-12 system hasn't necessarily taught us all the things that we should know. Um, and though we're starting to implement some of that now, some of the biggest decision makers didn't get that opportunity for education and you know, education's a lifelong, a lifelong deal. And so I do think that it's been really nice to just educate our way into making really powerful decisions. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, there's a, there was a lot to unravel what you just said there or unfold. Uh, we will talk a little bit about that. But hey, we got like a minute before the the break here. Can you uh, give everybody the information here on, on next week and this week uh, to come to the fundraiser and where it's at? Yep. So um, in Moorhead, you have to RSVP for location. That's just security things. Mm-hmm. And then um, next Friday on the 2nd, we're 430 to 630 p.m. at Maqua Coffee in Roseville. Awesome. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and we have, uh, you know, we always have special guests, but we really feel like uh, our, uh, our, our, ne- our niece here, uh, Heather, is a special guest. So we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Oh, wow. 
Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, if you're like a lot of people, you're probably relieved that the holiday celebrations are over. But there's one thing that might stay with us from the holidays besides all those gifts. And that's COVID-19. Numbers from COVID are going up as we spend more time inside. And Native Americans are seeing even bigger case spikes. With all the indoor celebrations over the holidays, you may have unknowingly been exposed to someone with COVID-19. That's why it's important to stay vigilant. If you notice any symptoms like a fever, a tickle in the throat, or heavy fatigue, take an at-home test. They're still free and can be ordered at sayyeshometest.org. If you do test positive, you're eligible for free treatment, and no health insurance is required. Visit health.state.mn.us to connect with providers and receive your treatment. Let's make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis Air on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Uh, I love that saying. I'm going to put that on T-shirts and sell it and put some, like, uh, applique or something on there. I just uh, And we love the support from uh, the Native American Community Clinic, uh, Dr. Stately and their crew. Uh, and also, Dr. Stately is a guest every pretty much every Monday, unless his kids are doing some hockey stuff uh, every Monday. Hey, we're here with State Senator. Or- no, ah! I knew you were <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. Not a governor. Governor Heather (laughs) Keeler, uh, state representative Heather Keeler of the Moorhead area. And we really uh, are. Oh, God. We're really happy to have you on and uh, discuss uh, things in general, but just uh, to be here and be a good relative. And, uh, you know, it's funny. You were talking about four years ago when we were doing the Sunday symposiums Mm -hmm. all over the country. And that came about. For me, it was kind of a brainchild of like all these people I know and what are they doing about COVID? Yeah. It was crazy. And yeah. I mean, we'd have 10,000 people watching us on uh, on Facebook. Live. It was one of the coolest things because like while we were stuck in our house, yeah. you know, I decided to run in February and then middle of March, this pandemic hit and it was like a really powerful way for us to connect with our people and to make sure that everybody was okay. Yeah. Like, you know, we were seeing such high um, levels of, you know, a lot of harm in our communities and we were losing a lot of our elders. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also saw some of our reservations really step up with the vaccine and help right. their communities and stuff. And so it was a really nice way for us to connect in a very isolating time. I remember meeting some candidates from Alaska right. and now in New Mexico that I, right. you know, even now when we're in real life campaigning, I don't, I don't get those types of connections. So it was a really beautiful thing that we were able to do in a really hard time. Yeah. Maybe we should fire it up again on Sunday. Um, I and, agree. Uh, I know, um, uh, we have a seven o'clock hour, uh, 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 special for us on, on Native Roots or on AM 950, I should say. So, if we want to broadcast on the air and also go Facebook Live, that's something we should talk about. Because I, I think what was important too, and when you're on a lot too, and your group uh, that you you know that you own for feather, uh, two feathers, and we talk about mental health, and I think mm-hmm. it was really important then that we were all checking in because 
you know, you can ca- couldn't campaign like normal either then. It yeah. was crazy. I feel like my campaign my first year was so different because, one, it was over the phone. Yeah. You know, I really didn't believe going door to door was even an option because the health of my community was the priority. But, you know, the conversations were, are, do you have access to food? You yeah. know, who are you talking to? You know, make sure that our elders were safe and that our kids were safe. And so it was like really getting to know my community in crisis where now it's like a little bit more policy driven, but I always go back to food insecurities. And, Mm. you know, one of the bills that I'm carrying this year, um, I'm really excited about because it's snap is medicine. Mm -hmm. Understanding that access to food is really holistic health. If we don't look at what we put in our body. And I know you and Wendy talk a lot about that. um, You know, it impacts how we feel Mm -hmm. our health outcomes. And so um, it's one thing to give, you know, medicine or white man medicine, but it's also, I think, more important to understand what we put in our body. So learning that in the pandemic and how important food was, access to food, now it's so expensive. And so I'm taking those conversations and really helping them craft the policies that I continue to carry. Wow, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited. I know this isn't a, this is not a, a bill season, right? It's more of a, well, it's a policy year. And then we do have some bonding. Um, we spent a ton of money last year yeah. and, you know, we're still kind of getting that money out into the communities, but I'm a policy nerd. I really think that, I mean, money obviously helps a lot of things. We're in deficits mm-hmm. in a lot of areas. I'm a huge advocate to end homelessness, address food insecurities and culturally mental health access border to border. But at the end of the day, it's some of those policies that are intertwined that actually create the barriers. And so um, I like to nerd out a little bit and look at, you know, those deep policy barriers and try to address some of that, um, you know, like absences in school and right. making sure that kids have food. And if you go to college, you still have access to food, different things like that. You know, I, I being a former educator and uh, we've talked a little bit about this over the years, I, I feel like, you know, I was on the St. Paul Parent Committee mm-hmm. uh, as a as a teacher and um I'm telling you, 56% does not float with me when it comes to graduation rates. Uh, and uh, if our uh, white allies were at 56% or other schools, they would be on the news every day and it would be red alert. But it's like, oh, well, they're better than you know 20 years ago or 30 years ago when it was 26%. And I'm just going, this is not, you know, we have to meet our students and our kids where they're at. Mm-hmm. And it's not working. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things I loved about being a liaison is it wasn't just about what's your math score. And when I did my practicum for my master's degree with educational leadership, I went out to my community and asked them, what are the barriers to academic success outside of academic rigor? And I've said it many times, the top three things were lack of representation. You know, my district in Moorhead is 99% white teachers, Mm -hmm. yet we have 42 different languages spoken in our district, which Mm -hmm. tells you we're very diverse. So... The representation matters, not only the people that you see at the front of the classroom, but the languages that you're hearing, what's in your curriculum, what's on the walls, what you celebrate, Um, but homelessness and food insecurities. And, you know, some of us struggle with that on different levels. We look at banking relationships. We can't go into the bank the same way that some other people can. Um, You know, some of us are only a generation or two out of boarding schools and what that did to us. And so... I agree. We have to meet people where they are, and we really have to address that. You know, in COVID, we did see an increase of graduation rates with our indigenous population. And I really think it's because we allowed the flexibility for Mm -hmm. students to show up, you know, for their education when it worked for them. Because often, like, our high school students are helping offset the childcare costs so mom can go to work. Oh, absolutely. And there's other things, too, because I... I, I we'd get substitute teachers in and we dis, uh, we'd discuss some things and we try to compare the suburbs to the urban city here of Minneapolis and St. Paul and I would just say hey you know see that kid over there that you want to fail he doesn't know where he's going to sleep tonight mm-hmm. and that's a big difference of what how people are learning in the suburbs mm-hmm. well I said that when we had the we had an emergency food bill on the floor and then we had a big homelessness package on the floor and i said to every adult in the room if you don't eat you're hangry and you don't make the best decisions right you know either had breakfast you bring something for lunch or you had a shower this morning you know where you're going to go lay down at the end of a day and when you don't have those basic spaces how can you think about math how can you think about 
or even what you want to be when you grow up um, because it's it's so it clouds all of your the rest of your judgment when you can't eat and you don't have a safe place to stay. And, and it's not a race, too. I, I feel like uh, there's a lot of pressures that are un, unneeded. I I was a late bloomer. I know Wendy was a late bloomer. Uh, when it comes to that, but just staying connected and, and people being there like yourself as a liaison or as a teacher, meet people where they're at. And that's part of politics, too. Yeah, we talk a lot about it takes one adult in a child's life to really make a difference. And we hear that a lot in the athletic space, right? you know, one coach or whatever. But I know in my 12 years of working as a liaison, I was that one person. right? And that's why in this role, and I'll say it here, I invite youth groups to come. You know, it's interesting. Our very first year, we'd have youth groups, native youth groups come and maybe one or two kids would show up. And now we have groups of 20, 25 looking to come. And I know for me, I prioritize those kids coming in because they do have to see us and Mm -hmm. they do have to see, you know, sit in the seat that I sit in on the house floor, know that Peggy Flanagan sat in that same seat before me, that we have to be visible and we have to be able, you know, as a public service we have to be able to show our youth that this is a possible path because when they grow up in a world that they don't see us as teachers, as lawyers, as doctors, I think subliminally that tells us we just don't belong in those spaces. And so we have to show up. We have to be visible. Um, and that's the one thing that I take a lot of pride in in this work is making sure that our kids see us, engage, and know that this is a possibility for them as well. You know, I'm not, uh, before you were elected, so I didn't have a chance to do this, but, you know, when Peggy was running around as a representative and then she became lieutenant governor, I was still teaching then, and we'd be in, uh, because I, in St. Paul, had the first all-home, all-native homeroom mm-hmm. and um, at Harding, and then it opened up the next year where we had four of them all-native, but have our students see somebody like you just said that looks like them doing stuff that is unimaginable mm-hmm. to them at the time and not. Yeah, one of the cool things, remember last when we got sworn in, we did that huge round dance yeah. in the rotunda and it was crazy like how hard that was to pull together. And then once we did it, it's like, of course we should be here. Our drums should be here. Our medicine should be yeah. here. You know, we showed up and it, it was a blizzard, um, but it was still yeah. really full that like we, we belong here and we're, you know, we're, there's pipestone up in the top of the rotunda. And I talk all the time wow. about what does that mean? You know, that's mm-hmm. the blood of our people as a decoration in the Capitol, which is quote unquote, the people's house. And so, um, just kind of showing up in those spaces and saying, like, you can't tell us that we don't belong here. We busted through the glass ceilings, and here we are. Well, Heather, I want to put you on the spot here real quick. Okay. Uh, we only have two minutes, but the, the spot that I'm going to put you on is there's two things I want you to, to say. And the second one is your event again. But the first thing is, do you remember what you said at the Capitol a few years ago when you told your kids that you would never mm. – be uh i would never leave you yeah and i've bastardized it and i'm wondering if you remember what you said because that was so powerful that's the thing i remember the most and i'm getting a little teary-eyed right now because of how powerful that was with the mmiw yeah it was when we were establishing the office for the murdered and missing indigenous relatives and i was kind of it was after a lot of media happens, right? And they always make up stories about us saying like, well, we chose to leave right. or something happened. And I remember telling my oldest son, who's a senior now, if something ever happens to me, don't let them tell you that I chose to leave. I would right. never leave my family. I would never leave my kids. Something isn't right. And don't let this outside media narrative tell you any different. And I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah, that was so powerful. And then, again, we got uh, 15 seconds here. Next Friday, Makwa Coffee, 4.30 to 6.30, come support. Um, financial donations are always lovely, but also volunteers and just, you know, the emotional support is really needed in this work. Well, be there. Uh, hey, this is Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and thank you, Pina Gigi, Heather, for these two fast segments. Jeez, <laughs> it's great to see you, and uh, thanks for being on uh, Native Roots Radio for the last four years. As always. That's Love awesome. It. Hey, we'll be right back after this short break. As we age, it's important to invest in our health and to help protect it. Like the flu, COVID-19 is always changing. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your vaccines. By getting the flu and COVID-19 vaccines, you can renew your body's defenses and lower the risk of getting sick. Get your health boost and protect yourself against the flu and COVID-19. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. 
That's vaccines.gov. Become a teacher and ignite change. Join the St. Paul Urban Residency Program to become a teacher in just 15 months. You can earn your master's degree and teaching license from the University of St. Thomas while earning a $30,000 stipend, single health care, and dental benefits. As an added bonus, next year's cohort, all residents will receive $20,000 towards their tuition. Apply now. Applications due February 28, 2024. Visit spps.org backslash S-U-T-R. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, Matt McNeil here. You've demanded it, and AM950 will deliver. The AM950 calendars are back for 2024. This year's calendars features photos I've taken across Minnesota, plus important dates in both progressive and AM950 history. All new or current sustaining members who make recurring donations of at least $10 will receive an AM950 calendar as a thank you. If you make a monthly recurring contribution of $25, $50, or $100, you'll receive a thank you of both the calendar and a brand new AM950 tote bag. Make a one-time $25 donation you'll get a calendar as a thank you. Or make a one-time $50 or $100 donation, you'll receive a thank you of the AM950 calendar and the AM950 tote bag. It's really simple to become a member of AM950. Go to our webpage, am950radio.com, click on the membership button, and sign up. The website has the details on the different levels and the 2024 calendar and tote bag. Thank you to everyone who's continued to help support AM950, one of the last true progressive radio stations in the country. Thanks for keeping AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, on the air. One year ago, I was in the accident, which nearly killed me. The last year has been a lot of work recovering, and positivity has been a key. Staying positive, I no longer refer to the accident as an accident, but rather the day my Toyota Sienna from Rudy Luther Toyota saved my life. That's a factual statement, and the main reason why I'll always own one for the rest of my life. Some places will talk about auto safety, but I'm a living example of why you and your family can trust a Toyota from Rudy Luther Toyota. Go test drive one today and try the hybrids. They're fantastic. Rudy Luther Toyota on 394 in Golden Valley. Unemployment numbers are high right now, but we have great news. Most tax service in St. Paul is hiring. They're offering full-time, part-time, seasonal, and permanent employment. Various positions are available, including file clerk, phone receptionist, data entry, tax preparers, QuickBooks payroll, and audit representatives. Go to mosttax.com and click on employment in the upper right-hand corner to apply. That's mosttax.com, M-O-H-S tax.com, mosttax.com. With a look at your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Patchy fog overnight with a low of 30, then Wednesday cloudy with a high of 36. Vinaigrette can add the perfect complement to your next home-cooked meal. Taste test their wide selection of oils and vinegars, and they'll bottle it for you right on the spot. Vinaigrette is located at 50th and Xerxes in South Minneapolis. Check them out at vinaigrettemn.com. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1. U.S. and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, uh, thanks, Haley. Uh, we have a guest on, uh, Doreen Lanoue, and we're going to be talking a little bit about all nations rise and indigenous visioning, uh, visioning, <laughs> excuse me. I was all excited there. We had a uh, state senator, uh, or state representative, Heather Keeler. Sarah has said it again. Shoot. Yeah. Hey, I want to, I want to, uh, uh, welcome you, uh, Doreen and, uh, welcome to Native Ritz radio. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Right on. Awesome. Hey, let's talk a little bit about, you know, uh, what is uh, All Nations Rise and Indigenous Visioning for our new listeners? So um, Indigenous Visioning LLC was established in 2017 by um, our president, CEO, Barb Faber, who has many, many 
um, years of experience working in Indian country and with early childhood and child care programs. She started Indigenous Visioning um, in order to bring the tribal voice to state and do some national work also that affects Indigenous communities. And then um, in 2021, um, they established All Nations Rise as the nonprofit agency um, connected with Indigenous Visioning. And we were set up to strengthen tribal communities, both rural and urban, by promoting and enhancing high-quality early childhood programs that support children and families through a cultural lens. Yeah, and that's really important. And we've had Barb on, on the show quite a few times over the last two years. And uh, it's really exciting to hear about about this and to remind our listeners uh, about this great uh thing that you do i mean to create positive childhood uh outcomes is what you guys do and it's it's so good to be focused on that Mm -hmm. i would love to ask uh doreen how long have you worked personally for all nations rise and indigenous visionings I actually just started in September, so I'm relatively new to All Nations Rise. Uh, Oh, that's cool. Do you got another question, Haley? I do. Well, yeah, just uh, kind of on the on the topic of childhood development. I myself was a toddler and infant teacher for a few years uh, right out of college and then some work in high school. So I love working with kids. And I think just early childhood development is so important, especially for our next generations. Um, I would love to know just kind of what sparked this fire and drives you specifically to work with children and their development. Well, I made a career change in September. So I've come from a background of working with our tribal community college and then working with our tribal workforce center for years. And one of the main barriers for participants and students was um, lack of childcare. So uh, Barb and I used to work together years ago um, while she was running our White Earth Child Care program. So when the job came up, I was excited. It was an easy transition for me into the program, and I was hearing so so much good work um, about Indigenous visioning and All Nations Rise. I was so happy to be a part of it. Wow. Hey, Haley, I'm wondering if, uh, before you ask your next question, if you could just pop out the the website so people can... uh can look it up and 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 find out how they can get involved. Yeah, absolutely. So you can check out uh, more details at indigenousvisioning.com slash all nations rise. And Doreen, you're the FFN program coordinator, uh, FFN standing for Friends, Family and Neighbors program. Um, I would love if you could tell us a bit more about that program and what that entails. Sure. So the Family, Friend, and Neighbor Child Care Network um, comes from actually a statewide network of FFN programs that are funded by Minnesota Department of Human Services. And our um, program specifically deals with Indigenous people, and there are other programs that serve Indigenous people as well, but we're one of them, and we um, serve anyone throughout entire Minnesota um, and and we call it family, friend, and neighbor because um, most people who are having a lack of childcare in their area use families, um, members who might be grandmas, aunties, um, and and friends and neighbors to watch their children while they go to work or school. So that's what this program specifically um, caters to. That's amazing. And I think to I think you answered my next question, which was um, if this was a program that was offered all across the state or just in urban metro areas, but it does cover the 11 tribal nations as well. Yes, it does. And we are um, in our grant um, information. We do say that we um, like to serve the urban areas as well. So Minneapolis, St. Paul, Duluth is specifically mentioned, Moorhead, 
So there are areas that we like to specifically um, contact, but anyone in Minnesota that um, is Indigenous and serving Indigenous um, children are eligible to sign up for the program. Okay, so is there an age requirement then? So it's probably someone above 18 who would be able to enroll in this program? Correct. They do need to be 18 and they are all unlicensed child care providers. So there are, of course, non legally non-licensed program um, caregivers as well as licensed. But we, again, cater to those that are not licensed and they serve they are either Indigenous care providers or they serve Indigenous children. Okay. I think um, when looking at the data and programs needed in our community, specifically the Indigenous community across the state, what was like the main point and or like the aha moment? Like, oh, this, this might be something where we can supply people with resources in this area. Again, that lack of childcare is huge, and there are very limited numbers of licensed childcare providers in each community, especially the tribal communities. So mm-hmm. they are using their family members, friends, and neighbors, and so we wanted to provide support for them. And especially after COVID, many families, even more so, are choosing to, to go that route instead of going to licensed childcare. Right. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, what else do you feel like, uh, and Haley, great job on a- asking the questions here. I'm still uh, flabbergasted over uh, State Representative Heather Keeler being on earlier, uh, <laughs> but great questions. Uh, so what do, you, how do, what do you feel like, uh, we only got a few more minutes, uh, what you need to, to tell our audience out there um, and, and let them know about your organization? So the Um, Biggest thing I think that we didn't mention yet is what kind of services we provide. We um, allow them to network with other FFN providers and get um, questions answered from each other. And um, we do training. We do um, learning kits where we send them out shipments of educational and cultural items that may be beneficial. But And the biggest thing that we... At, at All Nations Rise do it is a mini grant program where if they um, register as an FFN for our network, they take an online training. Once they finish that training, they're eligible to apply for a mini grant of up to $1,200. And that's to assist them um, with early childhood um, educational materials and cultural materials in their home, just as a early childhood classroom may have. Oh, wow. That's extremely helpful just with the resources. I know um, supplying the workbooks and even just toys and stuff that are age appropriate for those young ones is so important during those developmental stages. Uh, Doreen, we're here uh, again with Doreen Lanou uh, with Indigenous Visioning and All Nations Rise. Uh, Just a couple more questions here. If people have questions about this program, uh, friends, family and neighbor program, uh, child care, how can they get a hold of you? My phone number is 218-850-4803. They can call me if they have questions. I also have an email address, Doreen Lanou, and it's spelled L-A-N-O-U-E at allnationsrise.com. And you mentioned the website, but we also have an All Nations Rise website. So it's found, the FFN information is found on both of those websites. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, I and I know over the years you guys have people that were once clients and uh are now working with you and teaching uh our young ones. And so it's really ex- exciting that, you know, you guys have really given it a way to keep it over these past few years. And Haley, I don't know if you have another great question before we uh we end this segment, but uh let her rip. Yeah, well, absolutely. Anytime uh, when we're talking about working with kids, I love asking other uh, caregivers, what was the most or what is the most rewarding thing uh, for you while doing this type of work? Um, I have been with the program, like I said, for a short time, but I'm envisioning that the 
beauty of it all will be when we get to make videos of all the kids um, playing with their cultural items and reading their um, Ojibwe books. Wow. Yes. That does sound cool. That does sound cool. Well, hey, let's wrap it up. Haley, I got the bumper music going on. Maybe shoot out that uh, that website again. And uh, what a what a great update from Doreen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can check out more at indigenousvisionings.com slash all native, all nations rise. And thank you so much, Doreen, for being on with us today. Thank you. Wow, good job, Haley. Uh, awesome uh, questions. I just got to say this real quick before we uh, go to break. Uh, Joe Maurer has been inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, that's oh, wow. A, a he did make it. A Cretan, well, the first year of eligibility, which is amazing. My my idol as a kid, Harmon Killebrew, took four times to get uh, both four years to get in. So uh, congratulations. And uh, I went to high school with his mom. So that's uh, the connection I have. And I love baseball. Hey, up next, uh, we have Trish Cook, hopefully, uh, checking in about the big show coming up. Right, Haley? I hope so. More with Trish Cook next. (laughs) We'll be right back. As we pack away the ornaments and bid farewell to the holiday season, it's time to unwrap the gift that keeps on giving. Getting protected by a COVID-19 vaccination. This is your chance to make a difference, especially as our Native communities face higher COVID numbers. Those higher numbers underscore the need for collective action. So answer the call and get vaccinated. The latest vaccines are not just authorized, but they're proven effective against the current variants. This is extra protection, even if you've already had previous vaccines, since previous vaccines will eventually wear off. Plus, the new shots are FDA approved for ages six months and up. A COVID vaccine is not just a shot. It's a pledge to safeguard the wisdom and stories handed down by our elders. So join the movement, get vaccinated, and make 2024 the healthiest year ever, securing a brighter future for our Native community. For more information, including details about clinics offering free vaccines, visit vaccines.gov. The city of Minneapolis is now on Native Roots Radio with Minneapolis AIR. AIR stands for American Indian Relations. Guest host Christine McDonald talks to people about important things affecting the city's Native communities. Minneapolis AIR dives into topics like public safety, public health, elections, and so much more. Tune in to Minneapolis AIR on Native Roots Radio from 5 to 6 p.m. on the second Wednesday of every month, right here on AM 950. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. I'm Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and you are listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? How? I didn't hear Trish howl. Wow. Hey, Trish Cook, how's it going? Hey, everybody. How are you? Good to see you. Great to see you. I'm hey, doing great. How about you? Good, good, good. Hey, the last time I saw you uh, performing was at Minnesota Rise at the IDS building, and you did an unbelievable great job of emceeing oh, yeah. that uh, event. Really, really impressive. It was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. That was a really fun event. It was so cool. We were on the top floor of the IDS and everybody was dressed and looked great. And uh, we had Kara Jade at our table and <laughs> our lieutenant governor was there. It was a who's who of everyone. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I even American snuck- Indian OIC. It was a great. I appreciate that. I, even- I appreciate that. Though. Thank you. That was great. I, I snuck in there uh, at uh, uh, Native American Community uh, Development Institute. Uh, oh, yeah. So I got to yeah. sit with those guys. But, hey, 
We got some important news I want to get to right away. You guys are back. Let's talk about the event coming up. Yay. Yeah. We're going to be um, at the Parkway this Friday, January 26th in South Minneapolis. And uh, this time around for a night of comedy, it'll be um, Deanna Ray Standing Cloud, who is a Red Laker. Uh, Johnny R., also a Red Laker. And then we have a guest from out of state, from Montana. We have Donovan Archibald, and then uh, myself. I'll be closing the show this time. Well, you know, you've had two big shows the last uh, few years, and all I've heard is just great things, sellout crowds. Uh, People are really excited, and and it's and it's good to get the word out here and get those tickets early. How can people get tickets? I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we just, I just heard from the theater that we do have a low tickets available now. So if you want to get your tickets before the price goes up at the door, they're, I believe they're 20 bucks right now. And that's not with tax. And, uh, you can get them at theparkwaytheater.com. Um, and then if you buy them at the door, of course, it's a little bit more. So you can, Save your money, save a couple bucks, and get your tickets early. So we got hours of comedy, and uh, Trish, you're uh, anchoring the show. That's got to be exciting. I'm really excited about it, yeah. It's going to be really fun. And, you know, I have a strong affinity for the Parkway Theater. It's my favorite theater, and I grew up in that theater watching independent and art house movies there, and it's just it's nice to be there and be on the stage and it's kind of like a, it's, it's a great show. I mean, it just feels cool. Last year we had a really fun vibe and fun energy and it really kicked off the year in a really good way. I thought it was, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, excited to be back. Well, Haley and I are going to try and get there uh, Friday. And uh, it's funny that you say that about the Parkway theater. I think the last time I was there, they uh, showed Harold and Maude. And, oh my God! Uh, yes, there yeah. was a. So I don't know a, if you know this, but I had a, a relative of ours was uh, the owner before Pepito's bought it. So he had owned it for almost forty years, maybe forty-five. Whoa. He had started working there as a teenager. His name is Bill Irving. Still lives in the neighborhood. He bought it. He worked there as a teenager, and then. Uh, there was a new owner there who wanted to turn it into an X-rated theater, and Bill was huh. mortified in that neighborhood. So he bought it. He bought the theater. Only job he ever had. Only thing he ever did. Loved movies. Loved all of it. And then when he was ready to retire, he sold it to his next door neighbor at Pepito's. That's Joe Manjaras. Hmm. And wow. um, and then after Joe sold it, it's now in the hands that it is now of the, of the big group, and they are really able to. Um, bring it to life and like the magic I think that it's had for people like me, but now everybody can enjoy. Right. They've got the seats are all repaired. They're reupholstered. uh, The sides of the theater have been done. The original art deco lighting is really Mm -hmm. um, magnified right now. It's just, it's beautiful. It's really, it's really cool. And it's really cool too. They have an old time camera or not Mm -hmm. camera. What a projector out in the front. It is. Um, we actually, I'll tell you a secret about that camera. Um, that was in the basement of the theater <laughs> for many, like decades, decades. And when Joe Manjaras got it, he really wanted to see what could be done. And he had some guys try to put it together and piece it back. Um, I think that it looks great. It weighs as much as, <laughs> I don't know, like a Chevy. It's, it is dense. Uh, however, I did have one of the old uh, projectionists, like the real projectionist with the, with the film, mm-hmm. um, which they can, still can play at the theater. They have the platters to do that. So it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But he, the, the, one of the old projectionists said that they had put it together incorrectly. So there's something wrong with it. I don't remember what, but, you know, a real camera nerd would be able to figure it out. But it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's not going anywhere. It's like, yeah, it is so it's, heavy. It's ridiculous. It's a yeah. million pounds. It looks like a space capsule. I mean, yeah. I look, there's no way anyone can right. take that. But it's cool. It's an iconic little thing out there. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a revival of uh, the neighborhood theaters that I, I grew up in. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really fun. All right. Well, we only got a few more minutes here. That's really uh, talk about the show here. And uh, you guys are back, the Indian Way Comedy, and it's spelled N-D-A, N-D-N, which I like that spelling. Ho-wa. <laughs> hey, hey did a show last week and they were having a hard time pronouncing it and I finally had to just say you can just say Indian and they were like oh my god I didn't know I right. could say that <laughs> I mean, it's right there it's right it's right there so I had, I had yeah. problems with that it must be my colonized thinking but John Roberts Trish yep. Cook himself uh Donovan Archibald uh who's yep. a guest uh a guest comedian and then you know uh we have host Deanna Ray uh, Standing Cloud and uh, yeah. just a and we hilarious. Don't, we don't right know there. if Donovan's going to bring his guitar because sometimes he does comedy with guitar. Wow. I don't know yet. I haven't heard. So it There's, could be a whole thing. Well, we're excited uh, because uh, we're uh, traditionally storytellers and uh, we're natives are, are very funny for the most part. Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think that's I think that's right. I mean. Yeah. I mean, we have to laugh, right? I love, there's, there's one meme that I keep telling people about and it, I, maybe you shared it, Robert, but it said, if you took everything away from natives, we'd still laugh at you. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just reading that made me laugh. Cause I was like, yeah, no, I've actually seen that happen. Like we, we've always going to have that. So I guess we win. Yeah. It's like if we don't pick on you, then we don't like you. But if oh, we're God, just staring no. at you, then exactly. You know. <laughs> Yes, that's um, part it's of our good crazy. medicine, I guess. It's crazy. Um, and then, you know, I think the, the the timing of your comedy shows is awesome. Uh, uh, natives are in the forefront of uh, movies, television, and comedy. And we have our, our local comedians, and you're bringing in uh, uh, an outsider. So we'll all have our arms crossed, ready yes. for, to make them laugh. Make us laugh, outsider. Yeah, yeah, so... so- Yes, that's that. That would be a great way to welcome him here. Let's do that. <laughs> so Minnesota nice of us. I know. I know. He's probably played in in Butte though, so he can handle. He can handle. Yeah. Her side I mean, crowd. He's probably played behind a cage, you know, at those bars, you know. Exactly. Montana. I don't know if you've been to Butte, but <laughs> same kind of thing, huh? It's dangerous. <laughs> So well, old abandoned mining town. He'll, he'll handle our crowd well. We're we're out we're out of time. We got a uh, thirty seconds Thank here. Give it one more one more quick uh, promo. Uh, Indian Way comedy this Friday at the Parkway. Get your tickets now before they uh, sell out. So thank you so much. Hope to see you right Friday. On. Right on. We'll be there. Hey, thank you, Big Gigi, Trish Cook. Uh, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. <laughs>